Hey friends, welcome to the Kids Ministry Circle podcast. Kids Ministry Circle is a community for kids ministry leaders to be encouraged and equipped to love and serve the local church. I'm your host, Lauren Jackson. We are in week two of our Advent and Christmas mini-series, and today I am talking to Clayton Green. Clayton is on the team that created Good Kind. Good Kind is on a mission to help families develop the good kind of habits and holiday celebrations. The team at Good Kind just so happens to be the creators of one of my favorite Advent resources for our family, Advent Blocks. Clayton and I spend a lot of time today talking about how kids ministry leaders can really help their parents and families start or deepen their discipleship rhythms this Advent and Christmas season. We all know that a huge part of kids ministry is partnering with parents and helping them be the primary spiritual voice in the lives of their kids. And Clayton shares so much wisdom on how we can do that better. And so I would encourage you to get out your pen and paper because this is definitely a note-taking episode. But I have one quick announcement before we jump into our conversation with Clayton. The Kids Ministry Circle 2023 gift guide is live. Last year, we focused on three different areas, teen volunteers, customizable gifts, and big events. Well, this year, we're highlighting the meaningful gifts, the practical gifts, and the gifts that are purely just for fun. We hope this is helpful as you plan how you want to celebrate your teams this Christmas season. You can head to kidsministrycircle.com slash gift guide 2023 to get all the details. Now on to my conversation with Clayton from Goodkind. Clayton, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Lauren. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited that you're here. Uh, Before we hit record, I was talking about how much I love the blocks, which we will get into, and you will explain what the blocks are, but just how my family has used the blocks for, I don't know, what, the past four years, for three or four years, and love them, and has been such a great discipleship tool. So, but before we jump into like all the block conversations, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? How did you get started in this world of creating kids ministry resources, family discipleship resources, and kind of talk about what you're doing right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, excited to to be here. The story uh, actually might be a little more interesting than you expected. So I was uh, trained as a physical therapist, um, practiced for five years. Uh, so an outpatient orthopedic physical therapist, I specialize in oral facial pain. So people with headaches and jaw pain and stuff. I actually, I really liked it. Um, I was planning on opening my own clinic. Uh, I really wanted to do that, but um, I was at the Summit Church in Raleigh-Durham, and they don't let you stay there for very long before they send you somewhere. It's kind of in their MO. Uh, and so I, there was a guy moving to plant a church in Wilmington, North Carolina, and he asked me to move and be his executive pastor. And I told my wife, and she said, well, that's flattering, but we're not going to do that, right? Um, and then <laughs> five months later, we said yes, just because it was such good alignment between what that role was and how I felt like God had gifted me and wanted me to use those gifts. So that was the transition from physical therapy into ministry, right? Now, I will say this, being an executive pastor, you are every kind of pastor, at least yep. to start with, uh, in a church plant context. And so I, I really cared about kids' resources. Uh, little known fact, uh, my first attempt at an Advent resource, we wrote at the bridge with people at the bridge and uh, rolled that out with everybody. It was super fun. Not quite the same as Advent blocks, but um, that's kind of how I got into it, right? Because getting families engaged with um, the church, with the kids ministry, and actually then mm-hmm. doing stuff at home in terms of discipleship, 
like that was always on my mind. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't the kids director. I wasn't the kids pastor, but it was on my mind. And I, I just couldn't help, um, be thinking about that on a regular basis. Fast forward, we ended up having to move away from Wilmington because it had to be in the research triangle for medical care for one of my daughters who has a genetic disorder. She's doing great. So that's another podcast. But so we had to move, when we moved back, um, I, did, I got hooked up with one of my friends who is a, an author and we started kind of doing some creative writing projects together. Uh, um, I tend to be a little bit creative. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we, there was this accidental thing that really started with, with Advent Blocks, but really it is all about us, our little creative team, solving discipleship and spiritual practice problems that we have ourselves. And we've kind of found this little kind of method of making resources that actually help you start, but actually help you continue doing, mm-hmm. you know, prayer, yeah. uh, Sabbath, um, conversations of gratitude, but, but of course, you know, Advent as well, which is our mainstay. Yeah, that's awesome. What a wild story. That's crazy that I know uh, I was able to interview Tyler and Megan, who are both on staff at the summit and they were on the podcast many, many episodes ago, but it's still one of our favorites. So we're a big fan of that group of churches over there on the East coast. Um, So why don't you give us a background to good kind. What is it? You kind of hinted at it a little bit, talking about family discipleship. What is it? How was it created? Um, what does it include? Kind of give us all of those fun details. Yeah. So <clears throat> good kind um, was created on the back of Advent Blocks being a success. Um, it was something we created for our family. Um, and then after we created it for our family, we wanted to give it to our church. And when we tried to give it to our church, it ended up being that a couple other churches and families and people wanted to see it. And it's kind of, it kind of just worked for people so well, we wanted to provide it to more people. So we started making Advent Blocks for more people. And then what we really got interested in was what was the what was working with Advent Blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we reverse engineered what we felt like was working, working with Advent Blocks. Some things like... Uh, that it's really tangible and in the middle of the home. Um, some some things like our, our kids are able to play with it, like they have permission to go touch it, uh, and they have permission to ask us to participate in something with them, right? So in, in those few things, you find a couple of key components that make good kind, or at least our products, what they are. Um, we are trying to create resources for families to use, not to have them do a ton of work in one in given day, mm-hmm. but to set their family up with rhythms so that on a regular basis, they are engaging with each other and engaging with God and having meaningful moments throughout the year. So I've already mentioned a couple of those things. You know, if you go to the website, those products are Advent Blocks and Easter Blocks, the, the two big holidays. We also have some things for more like habit creation. So we have a, something called a Sabbath box or the family family Sabbath family kit. Um, we have uh, the Gratitude, which is for table conversation. We have sticky prayers, which help with um, a, a regular, more regular rhythm of prayer. And, you know, we have some other things kind of in, in the pipeline ready to come out. Our, if you really want to know our heart, though, you know, our podcast, the Good Kind Podcast, um, we go through and we just talk about every month of the year and how you might uh, make that month a little bit more meaningful for your family. So I, I yeah. think that's a good example of who we are. Yeah. And I think that is something that my own family has taken just from the content that you're putting out and just my own experience in the kids ministry and family discipleship world is like, we talk every day about 
God because that's just who we are. We pray right. and we do all these things, but then it's it's those special things of like, oh, it's the summer season. How can we make summer just a little bit unique and point us toward something specific? So like, for example, this summer, I had my oldest, we really worked really hard to memorize the books of the Bible and we did songs and we like had fun like that. And then, mm. so looking forward to like Advent, it's like, oh no, we get out our Advent blocks and we do these fun things. And, and so I think the way that I kind of describe if someone was like, what is your family discipleship rhythm? I was like, well, we do daily things. We do daily small things like praying and singing songs, um, just cause that's a part of our daily rhythm. But then also we're big into seasonal habits and, and seasonal rhythms that point us to the bigger picture of the gospel. And so I just like one, I'm a huge fan of the language that you guys have around that. But also I think sometimes for the kids ministry leader, who's trying to partner with parents and trying to equip parents, our go-to is, well, you should be doing a devotional every day. And Sometimes that's not attainable. I would say for most people, that rhythm is not attainable. And it's not, you can't continue it over a long period of time. And then parents get discouraged. And then they feel like they're failing as a parent, as the primary spiritual voice. And then they're just stuck in this cycle of like, well, I don't feel like I'm doing anything. I don't know what to do. There's nothing that's attainable for me. And then we get in the whole subject of, well, sometimes parents just don't feel equipped because maybe they're new to the faith. So a part of why I wanted you to jump on the podcast is to really encourage and equip our kids ministry leaders who are then turning to partner with parents and talk about these rhythms and habits and how we as ministry leaders can really champion the parent and, and help them realize the importance of not only family discipleship, but also giving them tools to feel like they're succeeding at it. Yeah. And the success piece is like really important, right? So that if you look at any like new habit creation books, like not spiritual, but just habit creation, uh, starting off with something really easy is so important in order to generate a little bit of momentum because the mm-hmm. consistency leads to over time, something that is much more powerful than any uh, any large amount of commitment you can make in one day. Do you think you'll be in better shape if you ran for four minutes every day or if you ran for 40 minutes for four days, right? It's a very easy right. answer, right? But for some reason, when we tell families, hey, you should be doing a devotional with your family every day, the picture that they have there is maybe something that we would want them to do, right? Sitting down for a long period of time, you read, you ask questions, you pray like that. We want to have that kind of attainable thing, like running a 5k out in front of them. Mm -hmm. But the first time that they do that, that shouldn't be the expectation that we have of them. The first time they, they, they do it, it should be somebody opens the Bible, reads a verse and everyone says, amen. You know? And it's like, and if you do that for every day for a month or gosh, four days a week for a month, yeah. Then the next month, we've already developed a rhythm that we can actually add something to. Uh, the, the thing that I like to point people to is like couch to 5K is like a phrase that we all know because it's an amazingly powerful tool. And there's a couple yeah. of different options for it. But couch to 5K works because if you go out and try to train for a 5K, you've got to take the small steps before you get to the place of running the 5K. Why don't mm-hmm. we think about spiritual practice the same way? You know, yeah. it's got to be we got to start easier than we think we should. 
And then trust that over the long term, if we consistently put ourselves in front of a powerful God who loves us and wants to change us, then he will do that. Right. Yeah. So we got to make the, our end a little bit smaller. Yeah. That's so, that's so encouraging. And I think talk about how maybe in your experience, in your church context, how have, or how could kids ministry leaders roll this out? And not necessarily, maybe they're not picking Advent blocks for their resource, but in terms of encouraging parents to start small or encouraging parents to start anywhere, how do you think in your experience, kids ministry leaders can engage in this conversation Yeah, I mean, I, I love the idea of literally writing a couch to 5K plan for what a daily devotional looks like with your family. And mm-hmm. you start people off on it every year. I mean, I think another thing that comes to my mind is um, is don't always feel like you have to reinvent the wheel. Because um, every time you reinvent the wheel, you move the target for all the families that have been in your church for a period of time. Doing something yeah. new feels sometimes really exciting, but it might not be the best discipleship. Um, I wish I could quote him directly because he is a mutual friend. But uh, I was talking with Josh Navy on our on our podcast. We had him and another another friend of ours have a mutual conversation about discipleship in the home and discipleship in the church. And he said he says something to the effect of, "We often forget that faithful pastoring is more about reminding." And if you're reminding someone, you need to do the same thing over and over and over again. And I think yeah. as kids leaders, as church staff, we often feel like we have to create something new in order to entice people to come back. And we also often feel like we have to create something new in order to keep everybody's attention. But to that, I would challenge everybody that is a kids ministry leader to think back to your childhood whether it was you were a Christian in a Christian home or going to church or not, and ask yourself, what are the things that you remember from your childhood? And yeah. it's the things that you did year after year after year are the thing, the memories that really have uh, made a, a place in your mind for the long haul. So why wouldn't we take that reality and instill that into what we're doing in ministry? So you shrink what you do to start. But I also think kids ministry leaders should be thinking about doing the same thing over a really, really long period of time. Because over mm-hmm. a long period of time, more and more people will be doing it with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's so good. Okay. Are you going to write the couch to 5K <laughs> curriculum? I, no, we're going to try to. I, legitimately, <laughs> we're going to try to. I, I think we're going to try to write couch to 5K Bible reading plan. Because uh, the Bible reading plan, I mean, it's the same thing, right? You pick yeah. a Bible reading plan, January 1, here's eight chapters to read. (laughs) Oh gosh, I don't have this much time. I'm still sleepy from staying up last night. Right. Yep. I think we're going to write a couch to 5k Bible reading plan. And I am now inspired to write couch to 5k, um, family, family discipleship tool as well for kids ministry leaders to use. I'll, I'll report back. I'll report back on it. Yes. Okay. We'll have to have you back when you finish writing that gets, you can get started. (laughs) Yeah. But that's so, that's so encouraging. And even like when you're talking about teaching kids, it's like you repeat your scope and sequence multiple times over the totally. span that your kids are in your ministry because you want to remind them the stories of scripture and yep. you want to remind them about what God did and how he sent his son Jesus and all of these things because they forget. And I think you're, what you said about how we want, we consistently try and do new things to get people to come back is such a reality for kids yeah. ministry leaders. 
And they're like, oh, well, these, all of their families are going to go to this new church down the street because they're doing all these things. And it's like, okay, well, sometimes maybe that will happen. And that's just the reality of living in the world. But I think there is this special, like you think about Christmas traditions and Mm -hmm even in the church world, like thinking back to my own childhood of like, oh, well, our church put on this program every year. And it became a special rhythm that my family participated in, in the church context. And that was really sweet to me. And then we think about the things that we're doing with our small kids and how we're creating rhythms with them that we get to do every year. And it's so tempting because there are so many incredible resources hitting the shelves every year that it's easy to say, Oh, well, this is new. Let's do this. Or this is new and let's do this. And I think there's a time and place for that. There's discernment that's involved and wisdom in making decisions, but I think it's okay to say, Hey, we're going to choose this resource or we're going to choose this event and make it a part of our traditions. Um, I had a question and then I just forgot about it because I was thinking about all the fun Christmassy things. Um, But when it comes to like talk really practical for me, when it comes to kids ministry leaders having conversations with parents um, and maybe encouraging them to create family discipleship rhythms from nothing. And one way that I, I used to lean on Advent a lot when I was a kids ministry leader, because it seemed like such an easy on ramp for families. It's a cultural holiday. It's exciting. You're off of school. Um, you're home a lot more because in Colorado it's cold. And so it just, it, it naturally created opportunities where when you think about Easter, normally it's spring break and you're traveling and it's starting to get warm outside and you're still in school. It's like all of these things that can be really hard. Um, but talk about like, what does this even look like to have conversations and how do we cast some vision to parents on why it matters? Oh, well, uh, you've, you've now added two questions at least like be yes. practical <laughs> on what to say and tell them why it matters. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. So I, um, you know, I, I think one stumbling block that we have in front of us is uh, expectation and comparison. And so I think there's a really important thing that you you lower the bar for people in talking about your own struggles uh, and letting people know that the difficulties they experience that you experience as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually really, really hard because I think that it's so easy for us to like see or ex- expect that the um, – uh, that somebody else is more spiritual than us or more consistent than us. And then you like have a conversation and find out that's not the case. I think that, I think that pastors and leaders um, should kind of be a little bit more um, aggressive in talking about some of their difficulties, but that they are working through the difficulties and model yeah. a, a little bit of that. Uh, so on the practical side, that was a little bit of like a, just a, an idea that I had on the practical side, I would say um, you have to take short, moments to and and script what everybody is doing uh, and get everybody to do it together. Um, fantastic book called Switch by Chip and Dan Heath. 
is um, it talks about getting kind of helping people change and move in the same direction. A lot of like it's a goldmine for different ways that you can get people moving together and get them to do something that they were not mm. formally doing. It's called Switch by by Chip and Dan Heath. Um, so in that in that you'll see like there, there's really powerful benefits of like just telling people specifically what they're going to do, like do this one thing at this time. If you give them really specific instructions, people are more likely to do it. But that only works for a certain period of time. You can't do that every week, all year long. You have right. to pick your moments and then you make sure that everybody's doing it together. I'll tell you something that yeah. works for us, works on our family every year. It's not at uh, church, but it's at school. At school every year in the beginning of the year, and it's about to come, I know, there's some big night that they want a lot of people to come out to. And what they do is they tell all the kids that they get to sing at the event uh, and that their parents can come watch them sing. And so our girls come home every year after being promised that opportunity, and they will not let us Hey, next Thursday, next Thursday, we're going back to school at six o'clock. I'm singing, I'm singing, I'm singing. Yep. And they remind us so much, like, do not be afraid in short spurts, like one, two times a year to completely take that army of kids that are in front of you, Yeah. promise them something amazing in exchange for this commitment to do this other piece and to get them kind of doing it, doing it with you. So I think you yeah. got to script it for them and you got to get everybody doing it together and, but, but be careful. Don't do it too much. It will fatigue everybody. Right. Right. And I do think the scripts are important. And I also think the doing it together is important. I was just having a conversation today with a kids ministry leader. We were talking about Advent. We were talking about resources. And I said, you need to pick one or two resources to talk about. And not only doing it together, like kids and families, but also I was telling her, I was like, when kids, when kids and families or primarily when parents get a list of resources, say you send out like, here's my top Christmas resources for families, pick which one you want and then like do it. One parents get, have like overwhelming decision fatigue around Christmas yeah, because there's so many word. decisions to make and they just, there's no community involved where if you say, yes. Hey parents, we're going to do this one resource or these two resources, maybe like one for preschool, one for elementary or students or whatever you want to do. And we're going to do this together. And so everybody in your community group, everybody in your small group is all doing this discipleship resource together. So there's accountability. The kids are all going to talk about it because they're all going to do it together. You can easily do it with another family. Maybe you have another family over for dinner that night. Well, you're all participating yeah, in the same totally. discipleship resource. And so there's accountability, there's community, and there's a sense of belonging yep. of like, oh, I belong to this church. We're all doing this together. We're all learning the same thing. But then there's also this piece of like, I remember having conversations with my other mom friends and be like, oh, you want to hear what happened during Advent block reading last night, it was a hot mess. Like <laughs> so many of those conversations to where it's like, oh no, this is not Instagram worthy. Some nights right. of family discipleship during Advent, we barely get through it. And I think to myself, do they remember anything? And you know what? It's okay if they don't. It's okay if they go to bed and they're like, totally I fun. was running around in circles, not listening. And, and it's just like, it is what it is. Tomorrow's a new day. And I think there's just some encouragement piece when everyone's doing it together of like, oh, 
I tried for 10 minutes to try and get a really cute picture of all of us sitting around the blocks and it didn't work. And that's just the reality. And so there's though you can have those sweet moments of like, Hey, this, this, this discipleship rhythm felt really hard last night and that's okay. Yeah. Well, and now, but I'll, I'll kind of take you, take your suggestion there and kind of like take it up to the next level. You don't need to pick two resources. You just need to pick one and it's called <laughs> Advent Blocks. And no, no, I mean, there are other ones and you can pick others yeah. and I, I won't be personally hurt by it, but there, kind of to your point, like we actually over time have built, so there's Advent Blocks, which you can get uh, and everybody can do it at home. Um, and then also uh, there's a song which by the way, I just can't like the song thing that they do to us at school. Just say, Hey, here's Advent box and sing this song every night. Cause we're going to sing it at Christmas Eve. Bang. Everybody's Boom. in. I mean, I just, I got to write that on the website somewhere. <laughs> um, we have an adult guide. So if you have teenagers uh, or for yourself, or if you have um, single people in the church, certainly you do, or, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, empty nesters, um, that that adult guide is like is really really powerful for them and is even a deeper understanding for parents whose kids are going going through Advent blocks. We wrote a board book this year, so we've kind of like gone and said like we did all the planning, um, and we really want you we want your whole church to be able to participate in this because the t- togetherness of it is so powerful. We went as far this year as we wrote like a sermon series guide that we did research for the sermons you could preach based on the days that align with the Sundays and with Christmas Eve this year. And we also wrote a kid's curriculum to go with it as well. There's activities and game suggestions that align with the stories the families would read at night. So so that whole thing that really does get people moving. And then at the end of that, you can kind of continue to encourage people. Hey, you remember when you're reading five minutes a night in December? Yeah. Same thing. Just read, read, you know, read this instead. And you hand another resource or you tell them to read, you know, some book of yeah. the Bible or something. Here's the couch of, to know. 5k reading plan. Exactly. Coming out in it. January, 2024. <laughs> That's really fast. I, <laughs> I need to, we need to end this podcast soon. <laughs> and I mean, for those listening, I feel like I am a huge fan of Advent blocks. I talk about it in our YouTube videos. I share about it in the, in the kids ministry circle cohorts. And so one, that's why I wanted to invite you on the podcast so we could hopefully get more people introduced to the Advent blocks. And I will say, there are other incredible resources. I do talk about other resources out there. There's a lot of great prayer guides that curriculums are putting out. There's mm-hmm. a lot of great seasonal events. And so if Advent blocks is not going to work for your community, that's okay. I highly suggest that you at least try it <laughs> and like <laughs> yes. see, or at least look into it or learn more about it. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it, but also there are no hard feelings. There are so many totally. other good resources out there yes. um, that we talk about often during the Christmas season. But I do want you to talk about, kind of talk about if a kids ministry leaders listening and they're like, I want to know more. I want to get these for our families. I want to like, let this be our resource for the Advent season. What do they do? What are their options? Oh, um, all right. So you go to goodkind.shop. And you find our local church program. So okay. it's in a little tab to the side. You go to the local church program and um, you sign up for the local church program. And all the resources that I mentioned, I, which I didn't even mention, we include like sermon series, like slides for screens, videos, slides for social media. I mean, there's just kind of a treasure trove of stuff there. You you get the, the sermon series guide, the song, um, the kids curriculum all those things just by signing up. It, you sign up and we'll email all that to you. 
It also emails you the code that you can use to get the 30% off um, of any of the, the products, the adult guide, the board book, or Advent Blocks, which comes with a family guide in it. Um, you get that 30% off code and that that's pretty much all you need. And all yeah. of Christmas is planned for you. Now you just got to worry about your own personal shopping list. <laughs> um, we have seen some churches that will sell it um, mm-hmm. at the cost that they get it. We will have seen some churches that will subsidize it. I mean, it's a great price already. A, a set of Advent blocks with the discount is, is $21.99. Um, and, uh, so people will sell it. Sometimes people sell it for 20. Sometimes people mm-hmm. really subsidize it and sell it for 10. We have seen some churches give them away, which is insanely generous. Yep. Um, and so, uh, here's a, here's a little tip. If you're a kids minister and you want to talk to an executive pastor or the, uh, the finance, oh, the finance yes. director or the, the committee, I don't know who it is that controls, <laughs> controls the checkbook. Here's what you say to them. There are a lot of families in our church, and what we know is that December is the largest giving month of the year, and we know that families tend to be some of the larger giving units in the church. Mm-hmm. So what if I told you I had something that would, if we paid for it or subsidized it or gave it away, would get all of our families more engaged than normal in December in our church in a month that we know generosity is the highest? If I had something like that, would you want me to do it? Absolutely, I would want you to do it. Okay. Well, then I need you to look at this website, <laughs> goodkind.shop. Yeah, because yeah, it really it really does getting everybody engaged. There's a practicality to that. And your executive pastor will um, will respond to that or whoever it is that con- controls that. So there's a tip for talking to the person that has the checkbook. <laughs> yeah, hot, hot tip over there. That's awesome. Yeah, so we'll link all the things in the show notes so you guys can go directly to their website. You can go, or I mean, we'll link everything. You talked about a book. You talked about your podcast with Josh Navy. We'll link that one just for fun. And so we'll link all the things so that kids ministry leaders can learn more about good kind can sign up for that local church. I mean, you should just sign up for the local church program because the curriculum I'm sure is just worth it because everybody's looking for a unique curriculum for Christmas in the Advent season And so that's a win. And then our church, specifically our church sells the blocks. I don't know what they cost because I have owned mine for a while, but, um, so they get the 30% off discount. They sell them at the resource center. Um, and so families can buy them on Sundays. So that's what we do, but that's great. Yeah. We hope you'll join us. Yes. Um, okay. The last question we always ask is if you were talking to someone brand new in kids ministry specifically, what would be your words of encouragement or advice? Can I say something that I've already said in the podcast and just reiterate it? Sure. I don't feel the need to reinvent the wheel every year. Um, there are, do some things that are a splash of fun that keep everybody engaged. But uh, as Josh Navy says, um, pastoring is more is often more about reminding, and reminding means that we have to be really consistent with what we're saying. So don't feel the need to reinvent the wheel. Um, just be consistent. Be there for a period of time, and um, God will do some amazing things. I'm almost sure of it. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. That's so encouraging. I love that. Anything that you want to share or you want to talk about that we didn't talk about? Be on the lookout oh, for gosh. your couch to five um, k. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be on the lookout for the Couch to 5K <laughs> curriculum. Uh, we have Easter. We have Easter blocks as well. Yep. And I probably shouldn't say this, but we're going to have uh, a set that is going to be economically kind of viable for uh, churches to use this year. Um, yeah, we've had yeah, one yeah. in the past that's it's a little bit more expensive, um, has a candle in it and everything. So we have a little bit more of a simple version that churches can engage with. So uh, keep your eye out for that and and uh, listen to our podcast. Um, I think our if you're listening to this, that means you're a podcast listener. And and I think that ours is helpful. It's been helpful for me to, to have meaningful moments throughout the year and kind of prepare for my family as well. So hopefully it would be encouraging to you. Yeah, that's a, that would be an incredible resource to hand over to your parents, too. If you're not yeah. if you're a ministry leader who's not a parent, it's another great resource to hand over to your parents to continue to be encouraged and equipped to disciple in your home. So that's great. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was so great having you. I can't wait to see all the things that Advent and Christmas will hold. Thanks for having me. Friends, that was such a fun conversation with Clayton. I hope you feel more equipped and encouraged to partner with your parents and leverage this fun and exciting season of Advent and Christmas. Maybe it gave you some new ideas on how to partner with families and how to encourage them to start or deepen their discipleship rhythms this season. We have a unique opportunity to champion and equip our parents in such a fun way. And I so appreciated Clayton's wisdom and tips and tricks on how to do this well. So I hope you can head into these next few weeks and think through how you can really do this and partner with parents and help them live out their calling of discipling their kids to one day know God and follow Jesus the rest of their lives. If you want to learn more information about Good Kinds products, or maybe you want to get those Advent blocks sent to your church for your families and start something new this Christmas season, all the links are in the show notes and you can go and buy those today. We hope you love this conversation. If you want to keep the conversation going, you can head over to Kids Ministry Circle over on Instagram and Facebook. We've got some more Christmas fun things heading your way. And don't forget to check out our 2023 Kids Ministry Circle Volunteer Gift Guide. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.